It means loving care, right? Um, it is the love of God in you, the love of Christ, right in us. So we we, we manifest that loving care, right? So to care about someone else, right, whether they care about you or not, or whether they are attracted to you or not, but the love of God will have this practical concern for others so that you care for them and you, God, and you seek their good, you seek their benefit, you seek their advantage, you know. So this is, a, a, I mean, I check, the, you know, the, the word is agape. So it's the God kind of love, right? So that is uh, the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. And then the second thing is joy. So I want to explain a bit here. Uh, joy means, um, <clears throat> because we, we have come, I've read some scripture that say, like, exceedingly great joy, you know? Joy in the Holy Spirit or filled with joy. There's so many like phrases in the Bible, but I would say joy means deep happiness here, right? It's so deep that no one can take this joy from you, right? Um, yeah, pleasure. Pleasure is delight in things. Happiness is delight in people, but joy is delight in the Lord. So, you know, there are many pleasures in the world, you know, I think. So, as you get older, you lose the pleasure of many things, me too, included, right? I, I've loved many things, but nowadays I find certain things I can't, you know, better, I better avoid it, right? So, happiness in the world comes to an end too. Why? Because people are taken from you, right? But, uh, but joy, no one can take it from you, Right? Nobody, no, no, nobody, nothing, right? It reminds me of a scripture in James. He said, James uh, said, count it all joy where you encounter trials of every kind, you know? So how can it be? But he says that, you know, joy, right? Deep happiness. So third thing is peace, right? Shalom, yeah, I think, you know, most of us know shalom as the meaning of, or some say salam, right? Shalom. So peace is harmony, right? Harmony. Um, or maybe like to be complete, you know? Nothing missing, nothing lacking, you know? So you're in harmony, right? So when I say may your body be in harmony, I mean physical health. May your mind be in harmony, I mean free from worry. May your spirit be in harmony, our sins are forgiven by God, right? So I wish you total harmony with yourself, with others, with God, and even with your environment, with your responsibility, with your job, and with your boss. You know, it's just total harmony, right? Yeah, that's with your children, etc., etc., right? Amen. Okay, let's move to the next slide. So, uh, so the first three fruit is for us to relate to God. So the second uh, set of three fruit is to relate to others, all right? So the first one is long-suffering. So 
uh, it means endless patience. Right? I mean, you know, uh, I was trying to find a word for it, and I was Google and say, even-tempered. Yeah, maybe that, but, you know, but this is endless patience or even-tempered, right? doesn't mean that you will never get angry, right? <laughs> it doesn't mean that, but it's, the, uh, it's that it's a character of God that you are being slow to anger, right? You know? I remember the scripture that says, uh, be quick to speak, uh, be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, so it's, it's a slow to anger. You, you don't fly off the handle with other people kind of thing, right? So it's patience, right? Endless patience. And the next fruit will be uh, gentleness. Okay? Gentleness. So what it means here is uh, practical kindness. Practical kindness, right? Um, so practical kindness can be demonstrated in this scripture. So I'm using a scripture to explain the scripture. So in Matthew, Jesus uh, was saying like, when I'm hungry, did you feed me? Uh, when I'm thirsty, did you give me something to drink? When I'm, when I'm a stranger, did you invite me to your house? When I'm naked, did you clothe me? When I'm sick, did you visit me? When I was in prison, <coughs> did you come to me? So it's practical kindness, right? And the third thing will be uh, goodness. Good, right? Goodness, right? Um, so goodness means generous, okay? Uh, or unstinted generosity, right? Without restraint, liberal generosity, it means that, right? So you have a situation like you have a generosity of mind or generosity, a generous hand so that where there is a need, you want to meet it, right? Or generous, uh, generous mind that you recognize the work of God. So I'll give you an, uh, two examples in the Bible. There were only two persons in the Bible that were ever, that were, um, the Bible wrote about them and said they were good, only two. Uh, so, if you know, just shout it out, okay? So, I'm just going to tell you, uh, one of them is Joseph of Arimathea. So, the Bible says in the book of, uh, I think it's Matthew, it says, he was a good and righteous man, right? So, okay, now, so we, we mentioned being generous, right? So, here in the situation, what did Joseph did? Uh, number one, he gave his own tomb to Jesus, you know? The brand new, he gave his tomb to Jesus. And there was another man who was also say good. And his name also was Joseph. Uh, actually, called Barnabas, right? And what Barnabas is from a Levite from Cyprus in the book of Acts. And he says, Joseph sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. You know, he was... He sold his church, so he has a generous, uh, 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 mm, generous hand, right? He sold, so you, you can see some examples of the goodness. And secondly, uh, they uh, they recognize the work of God, 
both of them, right? Because Joseph uh, was a member of the council, right? But the secret supporter of Jesus. So he recognized the work of God, right? And so does Joseph too, right? So, yeah, so that is the meaning of goodness, right? And let's move on to the next three fruits. Now, this tree fruit is given to um, help us to relate to ourselves, our own self, right? Which is the most difficult one, okay? So, let's, uh, so faithfulness. <clears throat> uh, faithfulness means here is uh, steadfastness, but I think I, I like to use the word steady reliability, you know? Uh, steadfastness, uh, I check loyalty, dedication, dedication, fidelity, you know. So, steady reliability means that people will always be there without you asking. You know there are some people, right? You know they will sure show up, they will sure be there, you know, without you even asking, you know. Uh, so, that's faithfulness, right? Or people you could ask to do something and forget it because you can depend on them, Right? So that's also another faithfulness, right? Or you may receive a letter from someone and, and you, you know that they mean it, you know, when they sign on it. You know that, right? So faithfulness. So the next thing is gentleness. <clears throat> uh, gentleness means, uh, sorry, I just checked my time. I just, okay, it means gentle humility. Uh, you know, gentle humility, right? Doesn't mean that kind of, doesn't mean the kind of meekness that is weakness or mildness, you know. But the kind of meekness literally means tame. Tame. It means tame, right? Because the Bible says Moses was the most meek man on earth. Moses, right? Because he has been tame. So, so the, the bottom line is my unruly nature or our unruly nature of ours need taming. Okay? The next one is, and final one is self-control. So it means firm self-control, right? The ability to control oneself, in particular, one's emotion and desires or the expression of them in one's behavior, especially in difficult situation. Okay? Or simply put it, the ability to say no to yourself. Okay, that's self-control, right? Okay, so I'm just going to uh, do the next slide. We'll be just giving you an overall feature and the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. Number one, uh, the fruit is to make us so like Jesus, right? To be what Jesus was to be so like Jesus, right? Number two, the fruit is an inward thing, right? It's an inward thing. The fruit is character. The fruit is what will remain, right? What will remain. Fruit is permanent, right? And, uh, sorry, I think I missed one, yeah. And the fruit appear gradually, right? It's just like the fruit just like the flower in your garden, it grows like gradually, right? 
and uh, the next one is, uh, yeah, I make a contrast here. Fruit grows later, right? Gifts appear earlier in the Christian life, right? But however, fruits grows later, right? I mean, you, you can be a young Christian and you can be speaking in tongues, you can be operating in the gifts, right? You know, but fruits appear later, right? You know, so after years or months, years, you know, 10 years, you know, fruits grow gradually, right? So, but the main thing is, it's a supernatural. It's the spirit that produces the fruit. No human being can produce it, right? And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later on. And then, um, but the biggest contrast between the gifts and the fruit is gifts are many and vary and divided between Christians. But fruits is one and the whole lot. Right? So, therefore, you can't possibly have all the nine flavors without the other eight. Right? So, it grows all together. All nine will grow gradually and together as different flavor, right, in human nature appear simultaneously. So, simultaneously, right? Okay, uh, see for time. Okay, maybe I should, I'm not sure whether I should skip this. Yeah, maybe I just briefly talk about, you know, there can be uh, such a fruit in human nature. Uh, I mean, or rather, one may duplicate part of the fruit, right? But you can never find all this nine flavor in a natural temperament. Or, you know, you, you will never find all nine in an unbeliever apart from the fruit of the Spirit, right? There will always be something missing because of incompleteness, right? We were made in the image of God, but that image is ma in human nature. That's why we, we always only taste part of the fruit of, in, a, in a person, right? I mean, I'm sure you come across some unbelievers, some friends, they are just exceptionally kind, you know, really nice people, right? But they may not have that self-control, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's only when the Spirit is moving in your life and my life that all nine begin to grow properly and in balance. Okay? Amen? Amen. Okay, so the next thing I'm going to talk about a bit about horticulture, how to grow fruit. Right? So there's no shortcut for fruit. It's a byproduct, not a product. So there are two conditions, uh, you know, in the Bible for growing spiritual fruit, okay? Abide in Christ, walk in the Spirit. So I'll just move on to, just to, uh, abide in Christ is actually, I, this is taken from the scripture, John chapter 15, right? And what Jesus said, I'm the wine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. It's singular, fruit, right? Apart from me, you can do nothing, Right? So, it's one, so I'm, I'm speaking to believers, followers of Jesus. You know, you've been with the Lord many years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? So, we know that it's one thing to start with Christ. But it's another thing to continue, to remain in Him, right? Abide means to remain, to continue in Him, right? And I'm reminded of Revelations, book of Revelations chapter 2. Uh, it was a letter to the seven churches. 
and to one of the letter to the church in, I think it's, it's in Ephesus, the first one. It says, I know your works, that you are your hard work and your, pers- and your love for the people, right? But one thing I have against you, you have fallen from your first love, right? So the question here for me and for us is that, do you love your Lord Jesus in the same way as you first fall in love with Him? Are you still glad to spend time with Him? Are you still fostering the relationship? I'm asking myself, you know, I, I know that there are times that I just not doing it, right? So these are the questions, right? So, uh, so the means staying with Him, living with Him all the time, right? And as you do, without you realizing the branch abide in the vine, you, you, you remain, you remind the Lord, right? So, yeah, all of us tend to copy the person we mix with. We are influenced by people we love, we admire, you know. I'm sure, in sp- especially in sports, entertainment and all that, right? Right? And I remember in, when in 1989, I mean, this is just my, my story. I was a tennis player. I used to play a lot ten- lots of tennis. 1989 was the year that uh, Michael Chang won the French Open. In those days, there was no Asian tennis player. So he won the French Open, it's like a big thing, right? So everybody wore, wore Reebok shoes, played, used the, 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 his racket, type of racket, right? Because that's, that's, that's how it is, right? right? So what I'm saying here is that uh, so that we'll be more like Jesus, right? So we're binding Christ, right? Abinding Him, right? And lastly, but not the least, abinding Christ doesn't mean abiding in the head but also abiding in the body, the body of Christ, okay? This is how you grow the fruit. And the next thing will be walk in the, spi- in the Spirit, okay? So walk, the, the, the key here is walk, right? So I was looking at the, uh, the Greek, it means walk around, it doesn't really give that the meaning. But definitely walk is not jump. Walk is not run. It's walk, right? Walk, right? So, it's like every single step I take in response to the Spirit will just swell the fruit out a little more all night, right? So, it's like... uh, so as I walk in the Spirit, and the Spirit say, do this, and I do it, the fruit grows just a little, right? The next time you say, do this, and I'm led by the Spirit, it, goes, it grows a little more. So I'm just giving you some example, all right? I remember uh, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there was a, a man named Abraham. Before he was, God called him, changed his name to Abraham, right? It was Abraham. So what God told him was, you know, he's going to possess, he's going to be great, you know. But, but, this is, but the point here is that you got to, I checked the word, right, walk, right? So you, you, it means that you have to make that, that step, you know. That. So what God told him is to do is to leave your country, leave your, um, 
Sorry? Family. family. And thank you. And leave your uh, father's household and, and follow me, right? So when you walk in the Spirit, it will be, you are also walking in faith. You are also walking in truth. You are also walking in obedience to the truth. You know, it just comes together, right? And Abraham left Haran. And when he left, he don't even know where he was going, actually. But he just made that. Use one feet to advance, and you advance by steps. And then after you move on, then the Holy Spirit will lead you and move on to the next step, right? So it's kind of that, that way, the way I look. So you walk in the Spirit, right? And, um, and I, I'm not sure anybody has heard about the testimony of a pastor in Beirut, Lebanon, recently. For, there was a big, big explosion there. And his testimony was on Tuesday, on that day of the, fate, the fateful day. Um, you know, his church is like, he has service every day, every day, prayer service, evening, and then they have food kitchen, you know, serving. So that day, on that particular day, he, he said he was like, he just felt, he didn't feel good and, didn't, and he didn't know what it was. And what he did was, he just say, everybody go home. You know, go home. And then it, people were surprised, but they just follow him because he said, go home. So, shut the church, you know, close the kitchen. And so, that, so there's, there's no service for the day. And they went home. The later did he know, <laughs> you know, when, when the explosion happened, little, little did he know that that was, you know, he was, led, he was led by the Spirit, right, to close the church for that day, for the saving of lives. So, uh, so the tragedy in life, right, in my life, in, in, in own life, in other people, is that when people stop walking in the Spirit, and when people say, I'm not doing that, I'm not going that far, I'm not going to be led any further, here I stay. So that's the tragedy, right? And the fruit began to shrivel, and it stops growing, Right? So as believers, we've got no choice. So we've got no choice. We are going to grow. If we are going to grow, we've got to go where the Spirit leads, respond to the Spirit, whatever He does, whether our temperament likes it or not. We, or, you know, whether we like it or not. And so that, you know, it can fill the gaps in our temperament. Amen? So I hope you are blessed. I wish the fruit in you to be to grow as you walk in the spirit to the glory of God and so to be more like Jesus. So I've come to the end of my devotion. Thank you.